Welcome to Spirit of Grace Church. We're so glad that you're able to join us here on Wednesday night. We're thankful that we're able to be together uh, all the way from Delaware. And we're with my mother-in-law here in Dover. And we're so thankful that we are able to come to you, at least with a, for a few minutes, with the word of the Lord. I want to share with you from uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 1. says, Faith is the confidence that we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in the days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, and that we now see, and what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man, and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. And uh, I'm thankful for the examples uh, that we have of faith. And uh, so glad that we have the opportunity to live in faith. Faith is an interesting subject, and I want to just talk to you a little bit about that today because a lot of people misunderstand uh, how faith operates and what faith is. Uh, many people think that faith is a passive um, term, that you either have faith or you don't have faith, that you have the opportunity to believe or not to believe. And while some on some level that's true, Faith is actually an active word. The Bible says in Ephesians 2 verse 8, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. And we oftentimes hear that we don't have to do anything to be saved, that it's all up to God, it's God's grace, God's grace will save you. And, and that's true to a certain extent, but they fail to realize what that scripture says, that it's grace through faith, that there's an activating of the grace that's in our lives. There's nothing that you can do to earn your salvation. Uh, Jesus paid for that on Calvary when he died uh, for our sins, and the Bible says he became sin for us. But there is this aspect of activating the grace that God has already given. And uh, when Jesus hung on the cross, he said it this way, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Uh, forgiveness was spread out for all mankind at that point in time. And then um, we also see that the apostle Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 and said, this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel, in the last days I will pour out my spirit. And he was saying that the fulfillment of the baptism of the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2 was the fulfillment of what Joel prophesied in the fact that his spirit was poured out upon all flesh. Well, we either have to believe that what Simon Peter preached in Acts chapter 2 actually happened, or we have to come up with another alternative uh, explanation for what took place. I wanted, I tend to believe what Simon Peter said. He said, this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. And in that day, he poured out his spirit upon all flesh. And and I've used this analogy before, and I know it, all analogies break down because it's not the real thing. It's an analogy. But I, I, I look at what happened in Acts chapter 2 
kind of like um, the, the dome cakes, where you have the cake and you have the dome that goes over it. And I always, always pictured that on the inside of that dome, the Spirit of God has been poured out upon all flesh, and it's encompassed that. But until you and I reach out and take a hold of what God has already given us, um, that spirit, that, that gift is not uh, allowed to take up residence within us. There is an action that we have to do, and I want to use that action tonight and, and say that that is the activation of your faith. There is uh, two words for the word receive in, in Greek, and uh, one of them means if I have a gift, I place it into your hands. There's nothing that you have to do. It's all right there. You have received something from me. The other aspect of receiving is I can hold something out, and I can just hold it out and give it to you, but you can't actually take a hold of it until you reach out and take it. And the word receive in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, when it says you shall receive the Holy Ghost, that's the Greek meaning of you're going to have to reach out and take what God is offering you. And all too often we pray, God, let your will be done. God, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? How do you want me to act? And a lot of times God is speaking. He's holding out the gift. He's just waiting for us to react and act upon what God has already done. And so we come to this passage in Scripture, a lot of uh, preachers have called this the Hall of Faith, where if you read the entire chapter uh, of, Hebrews in, in, of Hebrews 11, you'll see all these Old Testament people that operated by faith. And, uh, but the one thing that I want you to notice about every single one of them is there was an action based upon their faith. They did something, they activated something in their life uh, with their with the faith and and so what I'm trying to say today tonight is simply this I believe that God is calling us as a church as believers in this day and age not to rest in our faith but to activate our faith to respond to the faith to respond to the grace that God has given us the gifts that he has placed in our hearts it's not enough for us anymore just to be on the receiving end We've got to be taking from God what he's trying to give us. And the reason why there are some gifts that he gives without us even realizing that he's giving it and we just receive it and it becomes ours. And and then the, the flip side is there's those gifts that he wants to give us, but he's waiting for us to reach out and take them from him as he's offering them to us is because he wants to, uh, for lack of a better term, he wants to offer the opportunity for you and I to invest, to put some skin in the game, if you will, to to sell or sacrifice into something that we are then actively pursuing. And uh, the Bible says this in Hebrews 11, without faith, it's impossible to please him. You can't please him without faith. And because then it goes on to say, for he that believeth that he is and that he's a rewarder that diligently seek him. Part of the seeking is activating the faith. So when God is asking us, love your brother as yourself, how are we activating that? How are we, how are we expressing that? How are we showing that forth? Um, uh, for, for a long time, uh, men and women preachers, they, they preached about this faith and they wanted to 
it's up to God. God's going to do it, and God's going to, God's going to pour it out, and God's going to bless us, and God's going to move us. And and I believe all that, but we've missed what the Bible says about faith in Romans chapter ten, verse nineteen. Uh, it says, "Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God." Okay. In order to have faith, you've got to hear. If you're going to hear, that means you're having to listen. And too many of us aren't listening for what God is speaking into us. Or if we do hear what he speaks into us, we're too fearful to act upon it. And, and when the, the things of God, for, for instance, just a small instance in 1 Thessalonians, it says this. It says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It's God's will that in everything that you're going through and everything that you're dealing with to give thanks. That's oftentimes hard to do. Sometimes it's easier to complain. Sometimes it's easier to get frustrated and upset. But God is saying in everything give thanks for this is his will. And so when we begin to thank him, even when we don't feel like it, even when we don't when we really want to be angry and complain, but we go ahead and begin to thank him for, for what he's done and who he is in the midst of our situation. It doesn't say thank him for everything. It says thank him in everything. So in the midst of your difficulty, give him thanks. You don't necessarily have to thank him for the difficulties, but you have to thank him for who he is. And as you do that, what you're doing is you then are activating what the will of God is, has been spoken. And because it's been spoken through uh, the Apostle Paul to the Thessalonica church, when we see that in everything give thanks, if you begin to do that, you are activating the faith that's been that you heard because you heard the word of God. And when you hear the word of God and you activate the faith upon it, all of a sudden your faith actions then are the thing that expresses to God that you are in tune with him. And as you begin to move, you have released him then to begin to move. You see, I believe that God is wanting to use us as instruments and conduit to reach other people. And the only way to do that is to hear him or to seek him looking at his word and, and finding what he wants and, and seeing what he wants and where he wants us to be in the spirit and where he wants to be us to be in our attitude and what we're thinking and speaking and saying. When we get a hold of that, and then we begin to listen. God will begin to speak to us, and we may be driving down the street. We may be in the office. We may be in the warehouse. Wherever we may be during the day, God will impress us to go and talk to somebody, to pray for somebody, to activate the faith. And when faith gets activated, the Bible says it this way. When God's faith gets activated, we can say to the mountain, be thou removed and, that, and cast into the sea, and the mountain will be casted into the sea. And so when you understand that, it's not enough to just sit back and be casual with your faith. Your faith needs to be activated. And uh, you may say, well, how, how do I activate my faith? I'll tell you how you activate your faith. You move. You just move. You may not understand it. You, may, you have to recognize that every opportunity is an opportunity for God to speak through you. But until you're willing to open your mouth and speak, the Bible says it this way, we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Well, I don't know what to say to somebody. Well, I'll tell you what to say. This is what the Lord has done for me. I can't tell you 
what what God has done for you or what God will. But all I can say is I was in this situation and God brought me out. I, I had this experience and God met me. When I was down at the bottom, God picked me up off the ground and gave me hope. And when we begin to speak our testimony about what God has done for us, as we begin to do that, we become overcomers. And as we become overcomers, the people that we're talking with will see a difference in us because all of a sudden you have done what? You've activated the faith. And when you activate your faith, you are then releasing his grace in your life. And his grace is what's going to draw the hearts of men and women and kids to the, the things of God. Grace is not something we often say, well, it's God's unmerited favor. And, and that's true. But grace is the thing that initially pulls us toward him. It's the thing, it, without his grace, we wouldn't even have the opportunity to respond to him. But once the grace comes into our life, which it came into our life at Calvary before we, we were even born, grace was available to us at the very youngest of ages. And when, as we've grown, grace is still there. But until you, by faith, activate it, the gift of God doesn't come alive in you. It doesn't mean that you can manufacture grace. What it does mean is that if you're listening to God, if you're reading his word, if you're having a relationship with him, as he impresses you to do something and you're willing to just do it by faith, you're activating the things of God in your life. And when those things become activated, you become a vessel of honor and, and a vessel of effect to those that are around you. The Bible tells us, and we've said this oftentimes at Spirit of Grace Church, that we are salt and we are light. And we should be salt on a daily basis and we should bring light to darkness. But the only way that we become light and salt is if we activate the salt and the light. Salt that is boxed up is, is, is ineffective. Light that is boxed in is ineffective. Somewhere along the line, somebody needs to open the, the box of salt and somebody needs to open the lid of light and let that out. And the only way that we do that is through activating our faith. So as you read through Hebrews 11, we, we read a couple of them. We read, um, we read about Abel and we read about Enoch. And, we, and if you go on, you read about Moses and Noah, and several other prophets, all the way down, some that are named, others that are not named. But every time that God began to do something in them, they began to respond when God began to speak. And so, even if they didn't understand what they were supposed to do, and when Moses was asked, you know, to raise his hands before the Red Sea, I don't know that he understood exactly what was getting ready to happen, but he did it by faith, and when he did it, the waters parted, the, the Israelites walked through on dry ground, and then when the Egyptian army chased after them, the waters came down and destroyed that army. And I know that there's been a movement in years, the last several years, of saying, well, it wasn't really the Red Sea, it was a shallower sea, a little bit south of the Reed Sea. Well, if it's the shallower one, it still swallowed up the armies. So either way, it's a miracle. And... Uh, it's when God is activated by the faith of his people. You see, God gets excited when we are excited about the things of God. And God's like a dad that when when your kids are doing something that um, is inspiring, and you, the, the parent wants to do more. 
And, and, and I believe that as we operate in the things of God, God's saying, okay, yeah, do this, do this, do this, and I'm going to do even more for you, and I'm going to bless you more, and I'm going to use you more, and, and I'll, I'll adjust this over here, and I'll speak to your neighbor over here, and I'll speak to your loved one over there, and, and things begin to happen in the spirit world that we don't even understand and realize, all because we've taken the opportunity to activate our faith. Now, just before I'm done, and I know this is a little bit shorter but than, than normal, but I hope that it speaks to somebody's heart. Faith is not hoping or wishing. Faith is saying that whatever happens, God's in control. Faith is saying God knows, God sees, God will do, and I'm just going to follow him the way that he wants me to follow him without question, okay, without doubt. And uh, we like to say the first verse. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And, 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 but the problem that we face when we just dwell in that first verse is it almost becomes an intangible thing. But faith is an action based upon the hope that he gives, and it's an action based upon that which we have not seen, trusting what God is getting ready to do. Faith, another way of putting this, faith is reaching to the future and pulling it back to the present based on what God has said he would do. And when we dwell in that, and when we operate in that, and when we love in that, then God then is able to activate what he has planned for us uh, through our faith, and our faith activates the grace of God, and the grace of God then moves from us to another. I want to uh, close with this, this thought, and, and that is simply this. The more opportunities that we have to activate our faith, the more comfortable we will get in activating our faith. Some of us have, have been fearful of uh, things in our lives and in some ways, it, for instance, I'll just be honest with you, I, you all know I'm afraid of heights um, and don't like climbing up on ladders, but after you do it for a little while, you kind of get used to it. And it's the same thing with, with activating your faith. You may not be comfortable. You may feel awkward when you first start moving in the things of God, responding in the things of God. You may begin to uh, be a little, feel a little awkward, out of place. But the more often you listen and respond, the more often it becomes easier. And as it becomes easier, then God is able to use you even more and more and more and more. So I want you to take this challenge this week. Begin to pray, God, help me to hear your voice and activate your faith. Because as I begin to activate my faith, Lord, I am releasing you to act on my behalf. I want to remind you that this Sunday we're back at the church at 1030. Uh, you'll be able to catch us on Facebook and on YouTube uh, later in the afternoon. We'll upload it after the service is uh, done recording. And uh, we want you to have a great rest of the week. Look forward to meeting back with you on Sunday. We missed this last Sunday, but we think we're thankful for the technology that we have. Also, just on a side note for all of you Grace College people, we will start Grace College up on Monday, the 20th of July, and it'll be a great time together. We love you. We appreciate you, and we'll see you when we get home.